The vast majority of American reviews of Mornings were enthusiastic, promoting the book as a reliable compendium of authentic Catholic positions. A review in Little's Living Age, which contained nine pages of excerpts from the book, strongly recommended it, calling it one of the best and most authentic accounts of the present teaching of the Church of Rome, together with remarks upon some of its leading errors showing considerable acuteness. A few reviewers, however, expressed reservations about the authenticity of Seymour's account and his motivation in writing. One questioned whether the book had a polemic agenda, and asked who this unknown English cleric was. We do not say that the book is not what it professes to be, or that the author is not an unimpeachable witness. We merely ask before receiving it as testimony some vouchers of its worth in that respect. Another reviewer also recognized the propagandist bent of the book, pointing out that Seymour was a low-church advocate in the Anglican-Oxford controversy. He wrote that, The whole has the air of a design to counteract the growing respect for Rome, and to damp the growing sympathy, and to reassure the wavering. However, despite his concerns about the potential biases of the author, the reviewer was swayed by Seymour's descriptions of his Jesuit opponents and their arguments— writing that the injudicious conduct of the Romish leaders is the greatest enemy the Church now possesses, and is the surest bulwark the Anglican Church has against her proselytes. Despite the occasional cautious review, the book was widely accepted as an accurate account of the theological arguments of the most learned Catholics in Rome. Passages from mornings were consistently cited on a variety of subjects, as evidence attesting to the weakness of Catholic thought. For example, several years after the book's publication, the author of a Princeton Review article entitled Is the Church of Rome Idolatrous? used passages from mornings to substantiate charges of Roman Catholic idolatry, calling quotations from the book the actual belief of many Romanists. Seymour's concerns about Marian devotionalism and Mary's sex and maternity were particularly influential. The reviewer from the Princeton Review, for example, affirmed Seymour's arguments about Catholic Mariolatry and responded with his own gendered critique. Like Seymour, he objected to the role of Mary, and particularly Marian art, in the devotional life of Catholics. We feel strongly inclined to the opinion, he wrote, that for this prevailing preference of Mary to Christ, the fine arts are in a great deal responsible. He prefaced a selection of lengthy quotations from the book with the observation that the growth of Mariolatry is painfully brought to view in these pages. And commenting on Seymour's discussion of Marian art, he added his own judgment that The most revolting length to which the practice has been carried is the representation of Mary administering chastisement to her child, by way of illustrating his subjection to his parents. How is it possible for people whose only books are such pictures as these to take up any other idea than that of the permanent inferiority of Jesus? Like Seymour, the reviewer preferred to dwell on Jesus' manhood, not his childhood subjection to his mother. Seymour and his reviewer may have been influenced on this point by a well-known 1844 anti-Catholic tract, 
called Mariolatry, or Facts and Evidences Demonstrating the Worship of the Blessed Virgin Mary, by the Church of Rome, by Rev. Thomas Hartwell Horn and Samuel Jarvis, that contrasted biblical passages with the writings of many Catholic authors. Under the subheading Parental Authority over God the Son, Horn places Philemon chapter 2 verses 9 through 10, which reads in part, At the name of Jesus every knee should bow, opposite a quotation from St. Bonaventure's Crown of the Blessed Virgin. Therefore, O Empress and our most benignant Lady, in right of being his mother, command thy most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, that he deign to raise our minds from longing after earthly things to heavenly desires. Horn objected to the right of command Mary had over Jesus as his mother, a theme that was taken up and elaborated by Seymour and other Protestants.